Hello, I'm Andrea, the CTO of Hark. We're about to start a four-part series of the Hark Studios uh, podcast and video series in which Jordan Appleson, the CEO, talks to Bev Taylor at Brentwood. In this four-part series, Jordan and Bev are going to be discussing our current infrastructure for energy in the UK, as well as sustainability in the future, and smart buildings and what Brentwood are doing to move their buildings towards a better, more sustainable future for them. You can also view this, this four-part series in video form by going to vimeo.com slash or clicking the links in the show notes for this episode. And you can find those show notes at hark-studios.harksys.com slash three. Hi, I'm Jordan, the CEO of Hark. I'm here with uh, Bev from Bruntwood, and we're here in the Bright Building, MSP's Bright Building in the heart of Manchester Science Park. And um, Bev, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for Bruntwood and a bit about this building? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm the Director of Energy and Environment for Bruntwood and MSP. Uh, obviously, Bright is a sort of flagship building at the moment. We've got lots of smart building tech that we put in this building. Um, some of it via City Verve, some of it Brunt would have invested in simply because we want to try to make this one of the destination smart buildings in Manchester. Uh, as you know, it's doing pretty well so far. The sensors all over the place. Yeah, sensors all over the place, and I think um, that's one of the key things for us is around having a uh, sort of a demonstrator building where we can get, let people touch and feel the tech. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a lot easier to try to get buy-in for these things. If you've got a, a pilot building that you can you can utilise as a, as a demo project and, and see how they work as well, because some technology it's not necessarily tried and tested um, Very for, much. for especially the industry where you've got it's, people are kind of risk averse for, to buying something that they can't see a return on investment. It's not about sustainability for certain people; it's about sustainability and cost effective sustainability. So, yeah, I totally get that. It's been nice to kind of take one of those sensors off that that thing in there and and. and see what it looks like it's got a usb-c port on one of them yeah absolutely and i think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that uh, some of it is very much at the r&d end mm. of the spectrum some of it is tried and tested and some of it meets in the middle yeah uh, having having somewhere where we can sort of incorporate a lot of that and we can show people the evolution if you like from this is bog standard this is the yeah. direction of travel type tech uh really useful for us for us as building owners um, but really useful when we're talking to our customers yeah. about, about where we think the world is going in general. And, and certainly uh, you and I have spoken before about, about smart buildings. Yeah. You know, we know they're coming. Yeah. We know that it's a necessity. Well, well they're here. Yeah, we're, they're, we're here. They're, they're here. We're, we're in one, yeah. Um, in order to have a smart city, you've mm. got to get this, this culture of smart buildings. But for some people, the early adopters all, all over it, uh, for lots of our customers, it's very new. So there's a, a requirement almost for us to go on a journey with them to, to try to influence as much as we can as a responsible landlord. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, like for them, they get the benefit of operating greener, you know, so with that sustainable energy element. And I guess with the cost savings as well, you can pass that on to in some extent, um, to some extent rather. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been really interesting because we've just been talking about something like this uh, Tesla battery pack behind us as kind of one of the, the things and you just said that it actually takes the, the building completely off grid for, for how long so 
At the moment, the battery is scheduled to take us, the entire building will be off grid between uh, four o'clock today and half past seven. That runs Monday to Friday. Uh, and it's very sort of specifically between those times as it covers, uh, again, I think I've mentioned to you that in the commercial world, the energy day is, is built of sort of red, green and amber periods. Mm-hmm. And the prices relate to, it's fairly cheap during the green period, yeah. it gets a bit dearer during the amber period, and it's extortionally expensive during the red, red period. period yeah. So if we can, we can utilise the battery to take the building off grid during those red periods, you know, we can realise some financial savings. We're realising some carbon savings and there's a, a sustainability benefit. But that financial benefit allows us to start to think about other models that we might start to utilise within our buildings that, again, could potentially drive the cost of occupation for our customers down. And I think the more people that we can start to um, influence around some of this thing, some of, this, some of these concepts, the more as a community we, we can really start to explore um, how we can make a real difference. Mm. Because it's not, it's not just around you know, one building helping the grid and helping the planet. It's about trying to use that influencing power to get other people going as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And obviously you're talking about energy being much dearer during a red period. And in a green period, that's where we, you know, we charge up the batteries and we, we see the end of those cost savings. But why do we have those periods? Like, what's the reason? Is it because the grid itself is under so much load that they have to up the prices? Yeah, essentially that's it. So, you know, the grid was built um, a long time ago. It, it's a very linear system, uh, basically a, you know, a straight line from generation through to consumption uh, via transmission and distribution. And, and it just simply can't cope with our increasing demand for power. We all want air conditioning. We've all got more gadgets and gizmos. We know that we've got the electrification of transport that we need to think about. We're looking at the rise of EVs. Yeah. Uh, the grid, as it stands, just simply can't cope. So we've got a couple of choices as, as consumers. Um, we can either keep paying for another Hinkley point yeah. or uh, we can pay for the grid to keep getting reinforced, all of which ends up being passed on to us because although, you know, when we see announcements on the TV, all that happens is that that cost gets passed on to us yeah. on our electricity bills. So, so we pay for it and we need to make some choices about whether or not we continue down that road or whether we look at alternative models. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me... Uh, much of that is around microgrids, virtual power plants. With the idea that we've got here is that we start looking at, at how we move away from a, a completely centralised system into a more of a decentralised energy energy system setup. And with that, we're going to need new, new types of infrastructure because right now everything is centralised in terms of billing and how do you get power, right? Because people, when I buy, buy energy in terms of being a, as a homeowner, for instance, you sign up to uh, Ovo or whoever. Yeah. And really, they are really brokers of energy. And you don't buy the energy directly. They are not the energy generators. In, in certain cases, they are, right? But that whole ecosystem, that whole market, that whole element that we've just discussed is, is all there. So to go from centralized to decentralized, we don't just need the technology like the Tesla technology or the solar panels. We also need the infrastructure for people to be able to buy it, right? And I, and I think that's where we need to start looking at being more inventive. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why I'm interested in the stuff that Hark do, because I think we need some disruption in that market. 
and we need a lot of different players to come together to put different pieces of that puzzle in place. So we'll we'll probably pick up more around like the bright building, energy management, and kind of what we can do to increase sustainability. Like we've just you know we've talked quite a, quite a bit about um, specific topics, but we've got a lot more to discuss. I think sounds good. Look forward to it.